Mana 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 this is social discasting welcome to social discasting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a stand-up comedian an adventurer a science enthusiast and a podcaster who interviews scientists each week on his show here we are and whose excellent documentary psychonautics a comics exploration of psychedelics is available on amazon prime and to be please welcome shane moss welcome hello thanks for having me Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time. The ever-loaded, easy-to-ask, difficult-to-answer question, how are you? Um, lately, I've been pretty good. I've been... I... Yeah. I So I, so many factors control my mood and my state. Same here. And uh, the last couple weeks, I've been pretty optimistic about a number of things there had been a lot of positive news on the vaccine front and at least more positive than uh stuff like so there's there's stuff like rein uh reinfection rates which are still like huge unknowns and still a concern but not as much of a concern in an unknown as as it was in my mind like six months ago i thought it was something that was like an absolutely terrifying factor that not nearly enough people were considering and i still believe that is the case but um but but not as um as much of a potential threat and and we don't know and part of the unknown is is that it might not be the case it might be that it's a it's more of an anomaly that people um, get reinfected uh, soon after, and so all and then so all of these things then lead into when I get to do my career again and go back to yeah. touring, you know, uh, regular shows like post-COVID shows, and uh, you know, so all of all of those things also influence my career and ability to you know there's a big misunderstanding of people creating this false dichotomy between the economy and national health or uh, covid spread or whatever and it's consumer confidence is directly tied to how much covid's going around how much hospitals are getting overwhelmed how many what the death toll is uh, you know be being aired on the news independent of whether whether you're of the uh, of the opinion that that like things are overblown or, or, or which i'm not but even if you are a person that's like you're living your life in fear well that doesn't that doesn't you can yell that at me it's still not getting me out to dine out in restaurants or go to bars in town and their and their business is not get receiving my money until there's there's more until i have more trust in in like uh, the world getting on the same page everyone in this country getting on the same page with masks and distancing and rates and stuff going down that's when i feel more comfortable going out and attending things and you know so it's easy for people to be like just stop being a coward about it and <laughs> tough it up but that doesn't mean anything and it, yeah. and it and it only it only hurts the economy even further when people have that attitude and so i i was 
pretty disheartened over the last couple months. And if you would have asked me for my timeline in October, I would have said there is not a chance in the world that touring would be possible in, in 2021 for me as a stand-up comic. And now I'm more inclined to think that toward the end of the year, I would feel a, a little more comfortable about people having had enough time to adjust to you know new practices and stuff and wearing masks more and plus vaccines plus low reinfection rates and that that all has made me feel a lot more positive about the otherwise horrifying things which are like long-term uh, uh, long-term impacts of covid are seem worse and worse the more that time goes on and the more we learn about them so you definitely so it it's worse and worse news for actually getting covid especially yeah. right now as we're moving into what will probably be the biggest peak of covid ever like it, it will never get higher rates than what we're about to approach which will be like double uh, at least what we're seeing now but in terms of the duration in terms of like the light at the end of the tunnel that's the brightest that it's ever been so that's that's, that's how good. i'm doing is a is a mix yeah well first of all i'm glad i caught you in a good run to put it lightly like considering you know and it's it's difficult to sometimes because to see to find like the glimmers of hope sometimes <laughs> in all of this just because it's just like fuck you yeah. know, it's it's easy. There's a lot of awful things that one could focus on and obsess over and really go down that rabbit hole. And I, you know, it's like anything else. As somebody with anxiety and depression, like I have my days. Yeah. And and it's tough. You know, it it can take a lot of work to not focus on those things, while at the same time understanding like it, this is in its infancy of yeah. what this means. You know, to even to say when people when when doctors say like the long-term effects it's like we don't who who knows you know it's it's like introducing a drug to the market and they're like the long-term effects are like we, we don't know this will be years from now well it's even it's much worse than that because there's things with i mean most drugs that are introduced to market there's there's more basis for comparison True. than what's happening with COVID. They're trying to like, is this like SARS-CoV-1? Well, that was that was a lot more like uh, uh, severe to actually get, but only 8,000 people in the world got it. Yeah. Um, and so it's, so there, there, there's things like, you know, there's, there's like scarring on hearts of young people that are getting COVID, people that are like basically asymptomatic, not experience having or having very very mild symptoms, and then later on uh, having scarring on heart tissue, and because that's like never happened in young people before, they don't know if that's just like ah uh, well the heart recovers just fine from yeah. that, or if they're going to have diminished heart functioning and and higher rates of cardiovascular disease and everything else for the rest of their lives so so i would say i would say it's more uh, like as people are having the debates with vaccines now there's more known about like what possible negative impacts a vaccine could have than than what 
COVID itself could have, I would say. So I, that's the thing that terrifies me the most. Reinfection rate also was terrifying me a lot because the, the idea that I used to think was, is it not that I thought that this would be the case, but it was a possibility that not only would people be able to get COVID like, you know, some months after and, yeah. and that has happened, but would they get it worse the second time? So would, do we just keep on getting reinfected and it keeps on getting worse and worse and worse every time you get it because now you do have a pre-existing condition, even if you didn't the first time you had it? That was the horrifying thing. So all of that, then like, you know, there's this existential stuff, but then the day-to-day -day of, do I bother writing stand-up jokes if I don't plan to do stand... When do I plan to do stand-up again? Yeah. Do I, like, bother writing COVID jokes for stand-up if I don't plan on doing stand-up until 2022? Do I put more effort into, like, writing a book, which I'm doing right now, and more effort into my podcast, which is kind of like a no-brainer for me right now, but also... There's a zillion people like yourself and everyone else starting their own new podcasts and sure. uh, the competition out there. And so so there's so many impacts caused by COVID and ign just ignoring COVID and trying to move on. That simply won't work. That's not how this thing works. But but there's more, uh, you know, it's it's much like it's much like, it, you know, cardiovascular uh, heart heart attacks are going to be more lethal now because people are going to be less inclined to go into hospitals, which are going to be overwhelmed when they do go in. And, 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 and so there's going to be like the rates of death of lots of other things are going to go up indirectly from COVID. And that uh, you could say the same in terms of like planning out a entertainment career or, or whatever else, <laughs> yeah. you know? So so yeah. yeah endless ramifications seemingly and 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 then to your point like the way this thing like the 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 way the different implications and downstream effects from metastasizing in ways that aren't even directly to your point to having covid itself yeah. it's just how it inhibits our lives or changes them you know it's it's an interesting thing to me that like that humans are very malleable as much as they are deeply resistant to it seemingly not everyone certainly yeah, but it does feel like like people are very mal like very very malleable, but their ego really prevents them from just succumbing to the inevitable sometimes. Yeah, and even even so, I mean, humans are definitely we we have an insane number of tools in our toolkit. We're exceptionally adaptive. We've been able to live in a uh, insane variety of environments and ecosystems, the likes of which no other species uh, 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 would be able to adapt to, basically. Um, maybe some bacteria or something like that. But at the same time, we also can't consider every other option and be changing our minds on things constantly. And so there's these great efficiencies that our brain, we call these things habits, but it's also just learning, which is, which is you kind of have these default modes that you build and depend on over time so that you don't have to think about every step you learn to walk. When you're a kid, you're evaluating every little step that you're taking when you're first learning to walk. And then yeah. uh, you build those habits, you learn, and then... And then you don't have to 
do that anymore. And we, yeah. we build so many habits in terms of our social lives and everything else. So there's, and these things take time. There's, I was just talking, I just had um, someone who talking about COVID on my podcast who who's, uh, spent a lifetime modeling pandemics and uh, is a mathematician. And she was talking about tuberculosis. It, it used to be a common thing in society that people would would spit like on the ground all yeah. of the time like like you know you see you still see people like hawk a lug from time to time usually it's like a 14 year old kid or <laughs> some like rough around the edges like cowboy or something like that but it used to be commonplace in our culture until tuberculosis and then they had to like they would be like hey win a win a test drive and a model t to come in and take a tuberculosis <laughs> test and and also you have to like promise to not spit on the ground for four weeks and <laughs> like they would <laughs> so do all these things like that to <laughs> to encourage uh you know these new public health measures Things that now you see someone spit on the ground and it's like, ugh, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it stands gross. out in a not good way for yeah, sure. Yeah, and and so you know, there's there's going to be if you look at the way people interact now. I mean, when I go out, I go out by myself, or I go, I go, you know, like I go for hikes by myself, or I go with like a a friend that's on my same level or something like that. Yeah. I sometimes take some chances like going to play pickleball or something where I know there's like other people around that might ask to like, hey, you want to play a game? And I'm not super comfortable with it. But I know from doing that, that like, man, the amount that you have to just like walk backwards away from people and they're like not picking up on the social cue and the like very easy heuristic of kind of like, just defaulting to whoever has the most conservative, not not conservative political view, but whoever has the most conservative behavior in terms of their wanting to take precautions for COVID, you yeah. should default for that. Like, uh, okay, you don't believe in masks. Well, if someone you're talking to is wearing a mask, I, my opinion is you should default to wearing a mask for in that like the polite social behavior to do is to default to wearing a mask and keeping your distance around that person who believes that in masking and distancing if you and your buddies that don't believe in masking and distancing are getting together and having parties and doing all these things that no one's recommending that's that but that what you know whatever you're gonna do that but in terms of being out and about, you should be defaulting to the person that's taking it the most seriously and being mindful of their concerns. You don't, you know, this will this will be like, you know, you hear like people have like a peanut allergy or something. Yeah. And then like their in-laws are like, oh, they're just like overreacting or whatever and sneak a little bit of like peanut <laughs> In, in in the dessert, like, oh, they won't even know because they don't get it. And then that person has it. And like <laughs> from any outsider point of view, you'd be like, that person is an incredible asshole. Like, are you a sociopath? Like, what the fuck are you doing? What? Yeah, the idea of that 
But, you know, it's interesting. I never thought about this before. When this started out, when when we started, the, the, it became more of, like, conscious to the culture of, of what COVID is and that it's a thing and that it's going to really affect our lives more in March and continuing. And granted, there are a lot of people where it's still not hit them yet. But I was thinking that, man, without sports, the tribalism factor is going to really going to really kick in to high gear for some people because like that's their identifier they wear their colors of their tribe that is the team and all these things but now thinking about of like this redefinition a a redefining of tribalism as people that also in certain cases like take the same precautions you do and those are the people that you're going to be around because connecting with people talking to people human connection is this innate thing that we require that we've been some people anyway relatively without in all of this and it's gonna you're gonna go around the people that are taking this as seriously as you are yeah and you're going to you know want and and you should want to like date the people that are as serious i i was talking with this female friend of of mine just last night who was like who's been you know reluctantly trying to do some dating apps and things like that and she yeah. she she's immunocompromised and so and and she's super smart and she knows tons about covid and she's taking and and she's just taking a lot more precautions than the average person is and now if she's on a dating app and some guy knows that he should be like well that's not my point of view and I don't want to be around some hypochondriac or whatever. So I'm not going to swipe on this. I'm not going to, you know, but instead what's happening and, and, and that's fine. No one's telling you that you have to go and date someone that you think is a hypochondriac or something, you know, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would be reluctant to date someone that has like a thousand allergies because, uh, because I've done that before. And I'm like, sorry to be cruel, but it's just a pain in the butt. And, and, and so, you know, that's within a person's right. What's not within a person's right is some of these guys, she's had guys that are, that have like Photoshopped test results to like say that they have antibodies and stuff. It's like now you're risking just because you don't think you're risking just because you saw some like conspiracy YouTube video. You know what? Like you can go and hunt for Bigfoot. That doesn't affect everybody else. Yeah. Like hunting Bigfoot doesn't make everyone else hunt for Bigfoot and (laughs) make everyone else like completely (laughs) insane. Like Like uh, this conditional empathy that people have. If it even kicks in of like people don't give a shit unless they're directly affected or their life is inhibited. Oh, oh, I don't I don't even think that matters. I used to think because that's what it took early on. It was like, oh, do you even know anyone? Is this COVID thing? Yeah, even real? Yeah. Do you even know anyone who's had COVID like really? Which which was such a one. That's not how we learn things. That's not how like. I can't think of anyone off of the top of my head that has Alzheimer's right right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I know someone or at least know someone who knows someone who has Alzheimer's, but it doesn't matter if I know someone who has Alzheimer's or not. There's still the same amount of Alzheimer's <laughs> exists in the world 
independent on my uh, how many Your people have it yeah. within my group or my yeah. awareness of it and so so then you would think like okay uh, half the people i know have gotten alzheimer's i'm gonna believe in this alzheimer's thing now but that's not what's happening with covid then it's just people mo shifting moving the the goal posts and saying and saying hey, oh well okay but do you know anyone that's died oh okay you do know someone that's died okay but do you know anyone that's had long-term okay you do know but but has everybody that you know that's had like <laughs> I, yeah. What are you talking about? It, and I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it's been from w when when I can just find myself putting on my anthropologist hat. And especially like at first, I didn't like myself on Twitter sometimes because one, I was drinking back then. I quit drinking in May. But and I can be especially surly when I'm uh, when I'm when I'm drunk. But like. You know, I I felt like early on I was like, you know, maybe I've been like a little too hard on on like conspiracy zealots or whatever, and I no longer think that's the case. And now I think it's uh, absolutely like it, at least if I just get to mock these people and they because they should they should be embarrassed. Uh, all these anti-maskers should be absolutely embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. And, mm -hmm. and maybe it's not going to change public perception to, uh, to mock people and have a laugh at them. And that's going to make them dig in that much more, but it, whatever, nothing seems to be working any, anyway. Well, and reaching well, yeah. across the table and being like, Hey, well, Okay, you think 5G caused this? Well, here's a fun little study we can do. You can look at the areas that have 5G towers, and then you can look at comparable areas that don't have 5G towers, and you can look at the rates of COVID in those areas. And if your prediction is true, you will see that there will be higher amounts of COVID in the areas with 5G towers. This is something you can do. You can be involved in science. And when it's not true, that has been falsified. And yeah. so then you so then you stop thinking and spreading that theory. It is now you now have to you now have to come to terms with the idea that that theory was wrong. And you have to learn and ad better luck next time. It's a big, complicated world. And we all have a lot of wrong ideas about how it works. But when something is absolutely wrong and uh, you, you have to, uh, we have to be in a better mindset of like, nope, there's just nothing anyone can possibly show me that uh, <laughs> no mountain of evidence will change my mind. And I just get to say and think whatever I want and because because we all are entitled to our own opinion like no not every single opinion yeah. and idea it ha has has the equal is equally valid it's not <laughs> the internet has done that has like uh, democratized this idea you know that everybody should have a voice and frankly no I don't I don't think oh, that's the no. case at oh, all. absolutely not. <laughs> and I'd say, I'd say that arrogantly as somebody with a podcast who clearly annoys myself is like, I have something to say. But it's uh, like, it's important to know what you don't know on some level. But also, 
I think in terms of the anti-masker thing, for example, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going that. Will it help? I don't know. It doesn't really matter because to not say something is also detrimental because that is fucked up and it's wrong and it's absurd. Yeah. And they deserve to be called out. But in terms of like conspiracy theories, I think that, you know, it's like, oh, thinking about I can see where some people would be like, they can be fun to think about like the benign ones that have no real ramifications. But my thing about conspiracy theories is for enough people anyway, once you open that door to questioning something, everything can be on the table. And that's when it gets really dangerous. Well, it's not even it's it's more like it. Yeah, I I mean, there's so many things. Conspiracy theory, uh, conspiracy zealots have. They, they they take the best of both worlds in science denial, which is one, no one knows everything, and therefore, yeah, yeah. everyone's opinion is equal, uh, which is that's not how uh, that uh, this this is something that you know I I grew up religious, and this is this is just like a very common, you know, it, it is it is true that what is what is known in the vast uh universe is tiny compared to the unknown but what what is untrue is is that because there is a bunch of unknown it doesn't make the stuff that is known not valid and it also <laughs> yeah. it also doesn't mean that that because the pe- because the people that work within the known don't know everything in the unknown that doesn't mean that you do uh, so so there's this like common thing of like you know this this always happened if, with with you know you'd explain or I, I i would be in high school and like explain physics and like the big bang to a religious person and they, and they you know concede finally and be like okay 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 so the big bang happened 11 billion years ago sure 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 okay I get that, but where did the Big Bang come from? And, yeah, the, and then yeah. you go, well, well, we don't, we don't know. And then they go, aha, see, therefore Jesus, therefore the Bi- therefore a guy rose from the dead. Like, no, no, because we don't know what caused the Big Bang, that doesn't then lead to <laughs> your myth story being true. Like, that's not. And and that's what that's what the conspiracy zealots want to do. And then and then the other the other thing of of the science denial is the like the so so one scientists don't know everything and therefore they have no place saying any more than uh, therefore they don't know anything because they don't know everything. They don't know anything. That's number one. And then the other side of it at the same time is they are so super smart these evil mad geniuses <laughs> that they've like figured out this like uh, overpopulation thing and they're go they figured out how to uh uh they uh kill half of us uh, sterilize a, the a quarter uh, uh, you know 80% of those that they don't kill and then and then enslave the other Ten percent that are you know, and and that that's like, uh, that's so you're both underestimating and overestimating science 
at the exact same time, <laughs> like in a, in a single theory, in theory such a stretch, in a single idea, in a single awful myth or rumor is what they are. And their conspiracy is, I mean, to even call it a theory is like outrageous. Um, yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, so part of me is like, I, uh, th this is just, when you ask how I'm doing, it's just like, I'm all of the things. Am, am I, am I like outraged at something like that? Yes. Am, do I think it's hilarious that like people can think things that are that stupid? And I'm sure I do and certainly have thought things equally stupid in my past. Yes. I think that's hilarious. Do I have sympathy for people that like just don't have the like, you know, are are smart in a lot of other ways and and are just in over their heads in trying to assess this and every and everyone has their own coping mechanisms and we're all you know like it's easy to my my extended family they were they were although I w I would put them in the category of like COVID ish deniers even though they keep on getting COVID. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but they were they were good enough to decide against having Thanksgiving, which I and I was really proud of them for doing that. I know it was yeah. hard. I know this is like a really difficult decision for and we want to have holidays. COVID wants you to have them too and is indifferent about your uh, little celebrations. But but. Uh, you know, also easy for me to say because I just don't give a shit about like tradition that much. I, I'm pro yeah. I'm pro celebrations and holidays and partying and getting together for any reason whatsoever. But um, but I, it's you know, some people their their whole look at the Hallmark Channel is like, you know, this is year round. People are watching Christmas movies, you know, and and, like, and looking I, I forward get... to this. But the, the the just the last little where I was going yeah, yeah. with that is is that now my extended family is like, well, hopefully we'll be able to get together by Christmas. I like what what Good in the Lord. world makes you think like, how can you logic? How can you logically? Obviously, they're just not using logic. Like if 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 I if I was if someone had a gun to my head and they were like. Shane, you have to pick either a get together. It's a, it's the same number. It's the same people, but you're either getting together with them at Thanksgiving or Christmas. What do you get? I pick Thanksgiving because obviously Christmas is going to be such a, a worse spread and such yeah. a higher risk because of Thanksgiving, and everyone should be able to understand that. And so, like, it's hilarious and frustrating that they can't. And then at the same time, my heart breaks for them. That, like, you know, they're 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 like sitting there telling themselves this positive narrative, and then objective reality is just going to crush their hopes over and over and over again, <laughs> which is just soul crushing. And I don't have to deal with my soul being crushed like that. Because I'm like, yeah, we'll see about next year, you know? Yeah, well, it's funny. Well, in, in a way of that, 
oh, okay, you're not gonna do Thanksgiving. Oh, thank God. Gotcha. Okay, good, good, good. And it's like, but Christmas, you're like, and we're back. <laughs> just, know. you know, like, oh, man, really thought I had you there. There we go. But but it's just like, man, the real double-edged sword of the human mind is that it can, you can convince yourself of anything if you try hard enough, or maybe if you don't try at all. And it feels like that the uh, the sense of control or the illusion of control is really, like, for the people that, where it's ordinarily, like, unshakable that they convince themselves they can control their own lives, that this is the most they've ever had to face the fact that that's not the case. And that yeah. really manifests itself in a lot of different ways. And people are freaking out and being really fucking stupid. And, and maybe they already were in different ways, but this is, like, the more abject way, seemingly, the most abject way. Yeah. But it's all just, like... It just shows to me, like, how humans in general, I suppose, but Americans especially, are so wildly undisciplined. I mean, we're historical teenagers, if that. So it's just like, God, this is really just showing our asses the most we've ever, maybe not the most, but... It is embarrassing. I mean... It's embarrassing. It is definitely, like, these are how the... This is how the human mind has, like, a tendency to sort out the complexity of these situations situations where so there's these like chuni people these hunter gather i just had some anthropologists on my show and uh i forget where they're at uh where somewhere in africa somewhere i think so um oh, wow. but they have they have this like waterborne virus uh, say, say they'll get like a waterborne virus well they have uh, what what happens is is they get they get what the next step is, is you get sick and then, so you've been cursed. Um, mm-hmm. And so why did you get cursed? Well, you must have done something wrong. What could have you done wrong? Well, you weren't altruistic enough. You were, you were a bad member of society. You must have been too greedy. So you need to come and like have a witch doctor come in and like cleanse and they like do the thing to like get out and they even say like oh a water monster came in at night and got so it's like really close they're picking up on like some correlation you know subconsciously and then consciousness um consciousness is this this great storyteller this like very uh dramatic um exaggerator that that like uh, much in the same way a comedian will be like, hey, what's next? This ridiculous situation. Or you hear that in a debate to like make a point. Con- yeah. Consciousness just tends to do that all of the time to like amplify more nuanced ideas. And and so and, and then and so you have that. And this is that that's what I'm sure tons of humans were doing before before um, uh modern germ theory i mean god god bless you comes from that at first they thought like because there was some some plague going around that that had some association with sneezing and so they thought sneezing was the devil getting in you at first and and god cursing you and then like one once the once the um uh plague was kind of wrapping up and coming to an end because of whatever else they did uh then and, but people were still sneezing. Then they're like, "Oh, the sneezing must like get out the the curse. It might, it must, uh, uh, like like how they did bloodletting at the time yeah. to like get the disease out. 
it must get out the the <laughs> virus when you sneeze. So then they it's in, it. so we must get it out. Yeah. So then they're like, I <laughs> guess it's a good thing. God blessed you. Oh, uh, uh, so you sneeze and then you say God bless you, and then that becomes this cultural thing that we don't attach it to like this ridiculous origin story anymore. And so you know, there's there's the default. But if you look at that, if you look at that hunter gatherer situation. What you have there is is people um, creating like a myth story to explain uh, yeah. to explain it, which we've seen plenty of like people, uh, you know, the the uh, the comical videos of televangelists saying COVID, I send you away or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And and, um, and then you have people people using it to uh validate their their um and and forward their moral beliefs while also victim blaming which is kind of a way of like psychologically uh uh, protecting yourself there's a, a this kind of just world hypothesis where the world is just and if you just do all of the things right because the world is is you know predict uh, predictability and control are are the two um most uh, uh uh you know valued things kind of in in life from a organism's perspective the ability to make predictions and the ability to control um outcomes are are two things that are highly selected for evolutionarily and yeah. so when you can't so so the brain is kind of wired to bias to overestimate its ability to do that and so then we tell ourselves a story that the world is just and fair and so when something like a virus happens well that happened to that person that was doing the wrong thing they were like with aids it was they were being gay or or uh or we say that with hurricanes too must be the yeah. homosexuality <laughs> causing <God>. hurricanes <laughs> or, or um uh you, or they weren't, you know, in the this chuny place. They, they weren't sharing enough. They weren't altruistic enough. Altruism being something that's important in their culture. And so, uh, uh, then what happened? Uh, this is the same reason why we say like, oh, she was just asking for it. You know, a person says uh, says that yeah. because it, as vile as that sounds, it, it also comes from a, and it is, but it also comes from this like self-protective wish thinking of not wanting to think about you know your daughter or wife or whatever or yourself if you're having that same thing happen so so you fault the the victim of these things and and that way it can't happen to you you know this is something i think about a lot i don't have all the answers and i never will and it really gives me a great relief you know like i'll never know the totality of our reality or anything like that, but it doesn't stop me from being curious and learning new things. Right. It just, you know, it just makes me realize like that's just one less thing for me to have to worry about, like trying to figure it all out. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely right that you're never going to figure it all out. <laughs> no. it, it's a lot, but I think that there's reason to, to keep trying to and i i mean Absolutely. i'm my style of learning is that i would rather be a c student in as many different disciplines as possible than like the 
number one in the class in any one subject but only Absolutely. being like really strong in that in that subject and if i am really strong in anything it's more of an interdisciplinary side of things i have like a 101 knowledge of like 40 or 50 different areas of of, of science Mo many of them in like psychology and 101's like not that impressive. That means like anyone with a 102 knowledge in any one of those fields is going to know more than me in any one of those fields. And that's... but you know that, and that's the important factor. Yeah. It's like you don't have the Dunning Kruger effect kicking in. Oh man! For you, boy, the internet really is a boon for for that particular thing. Well, yeah, and then it's so if you take Dunning Kruger, which is kind of people's people overestimate. Uh, uh, p people that have the least amount of knowledge about something over have seem to have the most confidence because they overestimate yeah. and and that that's directly tied to this illusion of explanatory depth which is people can't understand how much is involved in a subject until they actually start learning about it like yeah it's like the inverse of the imposter syndrome yeah you, exactly so you you go like oh germs okay you sneeze and like it, it goes through the air and then it goes into your lungs and then you get okay i get it i get germ theory and then you take like a, a course on infectious disease and you go wait what's happening whoa like like <laughs> yeah. this is insanely complicated this is just a 101 course i can only imagine how much someone that spends their lifetime and, and so <laughs> yeah. so as soon as you start taking that course now now your confidence in how much you know about infectious disease drops immediately and then as you do become and uh, as you gain true mastery and you're getting your phd and now you're in the real world and you've been at this for 20 30 years now your confidence is appropriate but you're the level of confidence that you have 30 years in was the same that you had when you knew nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. And it was everything in between had lower confidence than those. So so you have that, which is then explains and then like the most confident people are also the loudest. And 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 then and then there's also the kind of uh oh what's the cognitive bias where where people um people there there's an illusion where people tend to um tend to think that everyone else in the social environment like is probably just like on the same page with, with, yeah. with them so now you have like your drunk uncle or whatever like shouting his mouth off about this like this or that political thing and he's saying it the loudest and and just assumes everyone's like in agreement because everyone's kind of like politely nodding their head and then from that you have like once you start hearing that enough, like your subconscious starts going, this is availability cascade where now your subconscious starts hearing this same like rumor enough that it starts believing in it. And then you have this like bandwagon effect. So now everyone starts like buying into your drunk uncle's idea. And every, next thing you know, everyone's just your drunk uncle. And, and that's, <laughs> And that's kind Don't of be like, a drunk uncle. That's kind of what we're seeing <laughs> right now. Well, if you look at like, I mean, look at a mega rally, which, which, by the God. way, I. I'm embarrassed there there's plenty of I don't think people should have been celebrating in the streets when Biden won. 
I think there was a lot of Democrats posturing about masks and everything else that have have since their true colors of where they stand on COVID have come to the surface. There's plenty of conspiracy zealots. And e I would say I would go so far as to say there's an equal number of conspiracy zealots uh, that that would be both Democrats and and Republicans. And for sure. Absolutely. But if you look at these like maskless mega rallies, like, oh, that is everyone's belligerent, super underinformed, way overconfident, like aunt and uncle that like thinks they're uh, they're like uh, that that's happy to like take the stage and in any social gathering and be like, let yeah. me tell you how the world works. <laughs> And then these overly simplified, you know, little talking points and and uh, and really like maybe at best they know a fair amount about the sports team that they that they watch because that's what they actually spend their time um, doing and thinking about, you know, and and like ego will be the death of us. Yeah. I mean, it's that, uh, imagine if I went into like. A, a tavern of a bunch of people playing rug uh, of a bunch of people like watching a rugby game like i'm in australia there's a ton of people like watching like the uh whatever the finale i don't even know how I, how rugby works or what that's called imagine if i just walked in there and was like 42 should run faster and people are like <laughs> uh there's not a number 42 and i'm like <laughs> yeah 42 should run faster and they're like well i mean i guess running faster is like you know that's you're kind of like picking up Couldn't on hurt. something there like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're so close you're so, <laughs> like, like basically correct 42 not so much it's like uh, it's like the equivalent to yeah like, it's like running fast <laughs> is good that's one of the many things that are good to have like i'm sure they've thought of that you know i don't if think only it were so easy <laughs> you know, or just the idea of like you should run faster like shit i didn't think about it like that <laughs> yeah. huh <laughs> and and me being the most confident person yeah, in my yeah. in my rugby knowledge in that bar <laughs> of like obsessive fans and i'm sure that's what it sounds like to like scientists that like try to post something on facebook and then the person they went to high school with <laughs> like, it used to be like oh yeah well i saw a youtube video that says masks don't work because particles and this and that and like don't understand that viruses attach themselves to droplets which is a part of what the filtering system of masks Stop. And like, like, and now all of a sudden we all have to learn about masks so that we can explain to these idiotic conspiracy zealots that all of a sudden feel like they're some mask experts. So now we all need to learn a little more about how masks work just so we can argue with these absolute asinine idea. No one should have ever needed to look into how masks work. No. No one needs to know how masks work other than the CDC and mask makers. <laughs> like, beware like, of the person in the room who has their hands out 
and is saying, right, right? That's like that mentality. You know, the type of person who like watches the Summer Olympics every four years and then they suddenly know how gymnastics works. Yeah. Like, oh man. It's the way amazing. she came off that pole vault, uh, or what? Not even that's not even the right thing. That's what I know. But like the way she came off that pommel horse, no, that's not how you get a gold in this Olympics. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's just it, it's insane uh, that uh, people and and you know we I I think we all I I found myself the other day I try to I just started recently a cognitive bias journal and I try to like every time I notice myself you know there's for every one that i'm noticing there's got to be another thousand ways in yeah. which i'm erroring every single day but i i try to it helps with my mindfulness to like a journal in, in the ways they they tell you to like have a gratitude a journal because then you'll like have kind of an eye out for subconsciously you'll have an eye out for things to be grateful for because your subconscious has been given this task to be like, hey, we're going to have to journal at the end of the day. So let's like be mindful of so we don't like so we have something to write down. And then that kind of gives you this uh, this um, it skews your your lens of the world toward it puts so like this, solidify like, that consciousness. Yeah, yeah, it's like a way of uh, of like life hacking comfort uh, confirmation bias, you know, to yeah. to yeah. have a gratitude colored lens on uh, through which you see the world. And I try to do that with uh, with cognitive biases. And, uh, uh, you know, I just had one the other day where I had just like learned a couple like little tidbits about dinosaurs mm -hmm. and i and a dinosaur conversation came up not only did i try very hard to like crowbar those little tidbits i had just learned <laughs> yeah, yeah but but i also misremembered some of the things that i learned i overestimated my dinosaur knowledge just because i knew two little fun facts yeah. and and like was like way too sure of my and, and was like the wrong one in the conversation every, like, everyone, oh, class of t-rex class of t-rex everyone that hadn't just learned two little bits of fun dinosaur knowledge was was way more accurate that's amazing than i was i've done that so many times too and 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 like still being it's that thing where like even when i learn the thing and i'm still conscious of it to some degree i still do it yeah and i, I guess because you know it's like i don't know sometimes i just it's just fun to share things because i like you know the things i learn it's just like I tried not. I tried to allow them to come up organically, as opposed to like like that, like shoehorning them in. But you know, it's like anything else. It's deeply imperfect, and I'm susceptible, just like anybody else. Yeah. So it I mean, happens. comics. Who, uh, if this pandemic's taught me one thing, it's that I way overestimated comics intelligence. But one of the interesting things about comedy is that it values. Uh, uh, we get rewarded for being self-deprecating and so it makes us like a little bit more mindful of those little like whoopsie daisies where where a yeah. lot of people a, a lot of people are so a lot of people are more terrified of looking or sounding or feeling stupid 
than, yeah. than they are of actually being stupid. Like most people would rather be stupid but not feel it or have other people recognize it. <laughs> Just I, like I, I'd rather feel stupid than anybody else know that possibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like again, ego. Like you know, I, and I'm I'm like I'm susceptible to that too. Like as much as I feel like I'm pretty like even killed from my perspective of my intelligence, I still like if I watch Jeopardy and I'm around people, I'm still hesitant to say my what I think the answer is out of fear of being wrong and being perceived as dumb even though i know i'm not oh man put put me <laughs> put me in front of jeopardy or any any <laughs> trivia show and you know any, anyone that this is what i'm good at is th- like stringing together concepts and things that i've learned in hopefully a, a fun way and yeah. i'm i'm good at abstract thinking and and uh and given the time i'm i'm like a good problem solver i'm like i'm very i'm very good at like say chess i'm terrible at trivia and and i'm not i'm not like super quick-witted and i'm i'm not like johnny on the spot uh and and so like also us just knowing what our strengths and weaknesses are in those domains too so we can kind of default to uh, you know all right well who do i pick for the trivia partner pick yeah, pick yeah. me last it if the <laughs> if the world depends on winning like who wants to be a millionaire or something like that like pick me last <laughs> uh, if, but you know that and that's important yeah if 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 the world depends on like being able to uh, uh you know have like an interdisciplinary understanding of how a bunch of like cognitive biases interact with our evolutionary instincts uh, interact with uh, uh changes in our modern environment that are uh, that are much different than the environment we evolved in and for like i'm not a bad person to talk to about that kind of thing and so so like it, it, but this is we we got we we can't just be like this person's smart this person's dumb you know there's lots of there, like there, there are nuances in the world and everybody just wants that like very this or that yeah thing and it's incredibly limiting like i understand the perspective of kind of i understand wanting answers and that gives you the sense of uh, control over your environment to to know what is right or wrong but i, I mean it's just it's life is easier if you let go of that need to some degree yeah so I mean I I hope that people get more involved in kind of just mindfulness practice in like meta meta analysis type stuff like I was uh, you know so, uh, comics being self deprecating uh, they yeah. they because there's like a financial reward in poking fun of yourself like we're just a lot more comfortable doing it like yeah i might blush a little bit but i also (laughs) got this sweet ass joke that's gonna like get me on late night television or something like that and and so uh we we need to uh, figure out ways of like rewarding that more socially to to prime the meta-analysis of like okay i had this conversation today uh, that how did that go where was i wrong because we we have this inclination to think of you know you have a conversation with your drunk uncle or whatever and maybe you bite your tongue and then later 
you're in the car and you're imagining them like riding with, and now you're like having this conversation with what you, pres the straw man of your drunk uncle and you're just fucking laying waste to their, like you're making up like points that they would make and then coming up with like, amazing slams of like and then you go like and then that validates to yourself you go like oh wow look how wrong they are they're <laughs> yeah they're clearly wrong L look at the dumb the dumb argument i just imagined them making and how good my counterpoint <laughs> was that they were here to defend like You're riding high <laughs> off of the best case scenario for you and the worst for them yeah exactly <laughs> i do that god i do that so much oh we all do i uh, know it's it's great it just feels great to just simulate simulate your rightness your correctness and their wrongness and be like yeah, yeah. nailed it yeah. As you're like sitting on the couch. So I, w I would <laughs> love to see that kind of stuff. I, I'm kind of, I'm writing kind of a show about these very things of, uh, you know, it will eventually get into talking points. Cause this isn't just about COVID. This is about, uh, this is about how we, uh, uh, most of these, most of these same issues apply to, climate change apply to healthcare systems yeah um, absolutely. Uh, apply to uh, apply to lack of habitat um and uh, the, these are these are these like, like kind of asymptomatic things that we don't have our brains didn't evolve the ability to kind of intuitively process them and they take they take the the best of of what we can do in our analytical deliberative thinking to wrap our heads around and assess it even close to an accurate way and uh and so so i i think that the way to do that is to make it about um you know neutral subjects first mm -hmm. to drive the point home of like here's the things that we and and say this is what i you know here, here's an example of me erroring in this way and people then going, oh man, I do that too all of the time. Yes. You know, contextualize it for them to then, to make it, yeah, more, uh, what's the word, more consumable. Yeah, so yeah. it's just that doing that requires, you know, I, I've been a comedian for 16 years. I'm uh, like... I'm good at it. Like I've, I've had, yeah. I've had like a, I've had enough stamps of approval and like cringy credentialism stuff to like at least validate that I'm better than your average open micer. And I've been trying to communicate science and these kinds of ideas for like eight years now, and I've been doing my science podcast here we are for six years and i'll tell you this is like a challenging situation you 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 can you can look at my twitter and see like oh there's some funny points in there and also like yikes that's not the way to go about trying to change anyone's yeah. mind about about 
anything and and this is like what i do you know yeah. and i and i would say like <laughs> i wouldn't give myself the most positive marks on it uh in a in a lot of ways so it's just challenging it's... yeah i mean there's no there's no right or wrong way to do this i mean well, let me rephrase that there's no uh playbook to this to define this is how we do this and there's no a to z for this we're all just trying to figure out and some of us anywhere are, are doing the best we can in that but i don't know it's it's all it's all such a mindfuck i mean all we can do is is control our relative day-to-day and put our best foot forward or whatever i don't know but <laughs> yeah. it's i don't know i know, you know what I that, mean, is? that is like... i just tried to define it as i was saying we can't define it and I, it's like i don't know i don't know i i mean i i think here here's what i both preach and i think that anyone that knows me would say that although i fall short a lot would say that i like really i absolutely practice what i preach or at least attempt to um and one is small incremental gains uh are are something that changed my life since i started obsessively thinking about the idea of making each day each year a little bit better rather than as i did early on in my life just have these pie in the sky dreams and like either hit a home run or strike out and strike out all of the time and then find out when i hit a home run that boy hitting a home run doesn't make me feel as good as I thought it would. And yeah, yeah. there's a, turns out there's a lot more game to go and you can't just count on hitting one home run and now you're set for life and you're going to win the game. Um, Jesus, I very rarely find myself using sports analogies and <laughs> there's been an abnormal amount in this one. But, um, uh, it, but the, the idea of just, just you, there's so much science behind you know how how hard it is to change things and and even and like even if you say like win the lottery it, you you would rather you you would rather say you could either win a million dollars or earn a million dollars over like you know, five years or something like that, but it was going to, you know, it was going to start at like 50,000 and like be a, be a raise each year to get to that. You, yeah. you would want to do it the small incremental gain way, uh, be, because, because otherwise you, you peak and then it's just downhill from the, there. And you might think, Oh, it sounds really nice. must be nice to have a million dollars. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you know, to like not be in debt and everything, but, but everything is so contextual, uh, that, that it's still, if you make $0 that next year, your brain's still going to register that as, as something's going wrong. Things are going downhill for me and you're going to be miserable from it. And so, so there's like little steps that we can do small incremental gains. And then I think I think just people working to 
learn a little bit more and having the ability to have kind of this Bayesian processing of like, all right, new information has come in. I'm going to integrate that new information into the, I'm, I'm, I'm going to open myself up to the possibility that I might have to disregard um, past ideas or how I, what my, whatever my identity was and, and allow for uh, doing the best I can with the new information that I have. You know, we yeah, all have to do the absolutely. best information with the information that we have. We, we all need to do the best we can with the information that we have. But one of our goals should be to, one, get more better information from people that have expertise in the areas that we're looking for. And then when we do learn that information, truly assessing, are we then updating our, our worldview uh, or do we just disregard it and default back to what we uh, already believed? Or, or, or worse, you know, there's there's uh, there's there's highly uh, there's in in some studies there's there's higher educated conservatives that believe less in global warming than um, than uh, lesser educated conservative because the the ability to that confirmation bias and the ability to like validate one's uh motivated reasoning and and like core premise is like the more educated you get the the more you can like find holes if you're if you're looking to find holes in an argument or whatever you can find them more readily and if you're looking to validate you know information that validates your perception you can do that more readily the the better that you, uh, the more <laughs> yeah. informed you are and so that's that's another that's another piece of we can't just be like oh we'll just give people the information and then they'll they'll take it from there so basically <laughs> there's nothing we can do and we should all give up i guess is what i'm trying to say that is as good a way honestly as any to end this show so <laughs> Perfect. Is there anything you want to point people toward before we wrap it up? Please check out my podcast. Here we are. I interview a different scientist each week. A lot of I brought up a lot of like cognitive bias stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, on, on this podcast, I, we do a lot of stuff like that. I, I, yeah, I would say that if this conversation was in your wheelhouse, hear me talk to much, 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 much more informed people about these types of things yeah and and also psychonautics or comics exploration of psychedelics yes. is on amazon prime and Tubi. i'm sure other places as well but it's a really great documentary i really it's enjoyed it it's all about modern uh we had many of the best modern psychedelic researchers and then it has a bunch of my stand-up from one of my favorite shows that i've ever put together in my 16 years as a comic actually my favorite show that I've ever put together. So it's a lot stronger material than a lot of my other stuff that's out there. And at the same time, it also showed experiences and stuff that I had and things go array and or, or awry, array, uh, go <laughs> awry. And so there's a disclaimer and it's not, it's not as like evangelical as, as one might assume also. So please check that out. It's, it's really good. Thank you again for being on. This was great. I really enjoy it. Thank you. Absolutely. It was awesome.
Thank you all for listening. Please wear a mask. Please stay safe. And goodbye.